Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. At the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus predicts there will be many disappointed people on the final day of judgment. Too many people believe they serve God, but they practice lawlessness. Though they may have done amazing things for the kingdom of God, Jesus expects he will one day say to them, I never knew you. And so he challenges us to go beyond simply hearing his word. The wise person, Jesus says, hears his word and obeys. Such a life can withstand the trials of this world and will be fit to enjoy the eternal treasures in the next. We've been talking about finding the narrow way that leads to eternal life. On last week's program, we talked about the dangers of following after false teachers and of carefully comparing what they say to what the Word of God teaches. In verse number 21, Jesus goes on to warn, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I think verses 21 through 23 of Matthew chapter 7 are among the saddest verses in the entire New Testament. In these verses, we see people who are truly deceived about their condition before the Lord. Here is a situation described for us where people are standing before the judgment seat of Christ. And Jesus says that this group of people believes that they are true genuine disciples of his, and yet, because they practice lawlessness, they will not enter the kingdom of God. Now, their objection is noteworthy. Lord, look at all the things that we've done for you. We've prophesied in your name. We've cast out demons in your name. We've done many wonders in your name. These people had genuinely, or believed they were genuinely serving the Lord. They were performing all kinds of mighty works in his name, and yet at the same time, Jesus says they were practicing lawlessness. Now, what I find interesting about this is if you think back to verse number 13, Jesus says that many will go in by the wide gate to destruction. Many will go in through that gate. If you connect that together with what he says in verse 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? In verse 13, many go in by the way of destruction. In verse 22, many object to the Lord's judgment. This is a sobering, sobering passage. What it's telling us is there are people who genuinely believe that they are following after the Lord. They're doing works in his name. They think they are living the right kind of life. They have an expectation that one day they will be in heaven. 
But Jesus says they're not going to make it because they're not doing the will of his heavenly father. They're practicing lawlessness. This is why on last week's program, I, I encouraged you to carefully consider what a teacher has to say concerning the word of God. If you have a man or a woman who is preaching from the word of God, and if what they're saying does not line up with what the Bible teaches, that should give you cause for concern. Now, sometimes people misspeak. Sometimes they misstate something, and, and you need to give that, that person an opportunity to explain themselves, to offer an apology, to offer a correction. I know in the past that, that I've said things that are false, not with the intention of misleading, but because either I was misinformed or I just made a mistake. So yes, there, there's room for giving people the benefit of the doubt. But if you begin to notice a pattern, and if you approach that person with the intent of, of trying to help understand why they're saying what they're saying, and perhaps they dismiss you, or perhaps they hold to their position in spite of what the Bible says, that should give you real cause for concern, my friend. We find the will of God in the Bible. And if what we're being taught contradicts the word of God, then we are being led by someone who's not leading us toward eternal life, but rather toward the wide gate that leads to destruction. We do not want to be among those who are deceived on that final day, who are thinking that they've done all these things for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, only to find out that they weren't following the will of God. Sincerity will not save us. We can genuinely believe that we're serving the Lord, but if we are not carrying out the will of God, then our souls are in danger. This is why I find Matthew 7, 21 through 23 to be among the saddest passages in the entire New Testament. A few weeks ago, I was at a church that studying the book of James, and in James chapter 1, Beginning in verse 16 and on down through the end of the chapter, James on three different occasions warns us, do not deceive yourself. Do not be deceived. Here's a group of people who are deceived. They've deceived themselves and perhaps they've been led into deception. So my friends, open up that word of God. Compare what you hear with what you read. Discover what the will of God is for your life and follow after that. Don't follow after a person. Don't follow after a, an eloquent man or an eloquent woman. Don't be a disciple of men and women. Be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Look into the will of God. In verse 24, Jesus gives us the analogy, the, the parable, I should say, of the wise man and the foolish man. Jesus says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. A person who hears 
the teachings of Jesus and does them is like someone who builds their house on a rock. Now, I don't know much about construction, but I know enough to understand that when you build a house, you're supposed to dig down to find that, that bedrock, correct? At least that's what I've been told in the past and makes a lot of sense to me. There's a tremendous amount of weight that we are putting upon the ground and we don't want that ground underneath to be shifting. We want to find something solid to, to pour that foundation on because we don't want that foundation to begin to shift and to crack and, and to cause problems with the house. Well, the same is true of a person who's trying to please the Lord. If you want to have a sense of assurance that you are on the right path to eternal life, you need to hear the sayings of Jesus and do them. That's what he's saying. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. That house isn't going to go anywhere, as Jesus goes on to explain. All sorts of storms can rage against it, but the house will not be moved. The house is built on a solid foundation, and that is the life of a person who not just hears the words of Jesus, but does them. In verse 26, Jesus says, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Do you hear the sayings of Jesus and not follow through? Do you hear the teachings of Jesus and they just go in one ear and out the other? They don't really affect you. Well, Jesus says such a person is like the man who built his house on the sand. A person who does not follow after the teachings of Jesus is going to find their life in real trouble when the storms, winds, and the waves of the sea begin to crash down upon your life. One of the ways that we have certainty, one of the ways that we have assurance in this life is that we hear and we do. That's how we can know that we're on the right path. That's how we can weather the storm, so to speak. If we fail to, to follow after the Lord, to build our house on the rock, as he suggested, we're not going to survive times of testing. When times of testing come, we will just crumble because our faith really isn't made of anything at all. James, in the first chapter of James, refers to these two different people as hearers and doers. And he says that a hearer is like a, a man who looks at his face in the mirror and then walks away and forgets what he looked like. A doer of the word is someone who looks intently at the mirror and continues looking intently at the mirror and understands who he is completely. And remember, as I said just a couple of minutes ago, that's nestled in the passage that warns us about self-deception. That's the real danger that we see in verses 15 through 20. A person who believes that they're serving the Lord when in reality they are not. Don't you suppose those people who thought they were doing all these great works 
and yet were lost, don't you suppose that they heard the word of the Lord? Absolutely they did. But as Jesus says, they weren't doing the will of his Father. That's why they lost their salvation. So my friends, I encourage you as we come to the end of the Sermon on the Mount to bear in mind the many wonderful things that Jesus has offered us in this incredible set of teachings. All the way from the, the beautiful attitude that he describes in the first few verses of chapter 5 in the Beatitudes to the true nature of following after the commands of Jesus Christ, realizing that it's just a match, as much a matter of the heart as it is a matter of doing the right thing. Remembering not to do our, our good works in front of men to receive praise from them, but doing them in private so that we might be praised from our Heavenly Father. To being careful with how we treat our brothers and sisters in Christ, not being too quick to judge or not judging too harshly. And finally, doing the will of God. Not listening to those who would mislead us, but trying to discern what the will of God is and holding to it regardless of what life throws our way. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Oh